Walk one. What's happening, fam? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Janet and James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent November 6th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome and bienvenue to Janet and Ramcharan, the podcast. What in the hell's going on? Is there a president in the United States? Who's governing that ship? You know, I want to get down to brass tacks, you know? I'm scared for my life. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramchand on the podcast. This is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And if you want to email the show, you know, questions, queries, or qualms, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Questions and queries and qualms, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you're enjoying the show thus far, you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles of sorts, please help my black ass out for crying out loud. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. Truly is. Hmm, there's a fruit fly flying around. You little fucking bastard. He was fucking around with my banana. He was fucking around with my breakfast. He was like taking a nap on my banana. I'm like, get out of here, you little pest. Should have killed him. Now he's, he's going to land on my fucking head. You know, reminiscent of Mike Pence. No, no, Mr. Uh... Thank you, moderator. No, um... Humanoid. Humanoid. Mike Pence. Thank you, moderator. Fracking. Fracking. Bring back the coal industry. Overload. 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 Mike Pence. Make America great again. Make America great again. Anyway. Election. 2020. What the blood clot, bumba clot fuck is going on? Here we are, Friday, November 6th, 2020. We should have had the results fucking Wednesday morning. Okay. There has been an egregious miscalculation. All right. They are trying to disenfranchise the American people. Okay. I am your president. I will fight tooth and nail, okay? I will take those vicious snakes to court, okay? How's my hair? What you need to do is go and vote, okay? No, I never said that blacks or, um, uh, 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 what do they call them? Super predators? No, I never said that. <laughs> what you need to do is vote. If you're a black person in America, you need to vote. My son is not a cokehead, okay? Everybody takes money from Ukraine, all right? Everybody does it. Everybody does it. It's a normal thing to do. $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow. It's normal, all right? It's normal to take money from Ukraine. Everybody does it, all right? My son is not a cokehead, and black people are sometimes uh, super predators, all right? But don't quote me for it. What you need to do is vote. Okay. 
Okay, stand back and stand by. What the bumble clot, blood clot fuck's going on? The world's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know. Look, it's obvious. Hey. There's something awfully squooey going on around here. Oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. <coughs> something awfully squooey going on around here. I've been saying this shit from the beginning, all right? Listen up. COVID-19 was a fucking biologically engineered weapon to disrupt global economy and divert attention for whatever nefarious reason. Oh, hell, I don't know. I'm not exactly deep state uh, privy. But, um, yo, something awfully squooey is going on around here. You know, that's for sure. You know, look at how we've been controlled for the last like six months. COVID-19 is a fucking joke. It's a fucking farce. It's a fucking boondoggle. Okay. It's like no worse than any normal flu. It, it has this, it has, it spreads like any other flu. It has the same effect of any disease. If you are elderly, unfortunately, God bless the elderly community. I hope one day, God willing, I get to live a long life where I become an elderly person. And when that does happen, I'm going to understand that my body is is facing the inevitability of time. And I will understand that I will just know the common sense knowledge that my body is weaker and I am more susceptible to disease. Virus, infection. And the last thing I would, I would want is for like, uh, you know, the youth and the young people of the day to live in fear because of my old ass. Like, duh. Right? And, you know, it affects people who are like in ill health. You know, they, they already have pre-existing conditions. They, they may be overweight. It's just the sad reality of any virus, any, any disease. All right? And we're being manipulated. That's fucking obvious. First and foremost. Now, the president, Donald Trump, love him or hate him, what could he have really done? Is it his fault that this situation happened, unless some deep state document comes out where it's like President Donald Trump was specifically responsible for the creation of COVID-19. Unless that document comes out, how can people blame him and hold him up in, in this contempt? It was a pandemic, an unprecedented situation in our history. And it's like, you know, what is it? Is he a fucking racist? You know, like, which is it? Is he a racist? who um, is a fear monger or is he um, slow to action and um, lackadaisical and um, flippant? You know, is he either like a fear mongering racist when he closed the borders, when he closed international travel between China and America? You know, is he a fear mongering racist or is he a um, flippant uh lackadaisical, mamby-pamby kind of 
fucking rubbers to the wind fucking type president, you know? Okay, don't wear a mask, do wear a mask. We have globally been given misleading information on COVID-19. It's not specifically Donald Trump that has landed us in this position. That's common sense. So all these dummies, bozos, squawking, bitching, whining, bellyaching over there in fucking USA. It's like, yo, wake up. Something off we squoey's going on around here. It's been a conflicting message the entire time, and it's obvious. COVID-19, however it originated, has been politicized. It's a political weapon. Okay. Now, that all out of the way, the racial tensions, the social tensions, the economy, the issues of the day, America. Well, first of all, it is a democracy, is it not? In the West, don't we live a democracy type model? You know, in Canada, it's allegedly a democracy. In America, isn't it allegedly a democracy? So isn't it representation by election, elected representation? The people elect the government. The government doesn't just exist in some weird little government land. Ooh, the government, this elusive thing. How does the government do it? How do they do it? Where does this come from? How do they sit around and make up all these fascinating laws and you know, um, regulations and, you know, political theory and jargon and filibustering, blah, 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 boon, doggle, boon, swoggle, punditry. How do they do it? Well, they are um, representing the wishes and ideals of the people they serve. Serve. So... Whatever side you're on, if you believe in democracy, don't you believe in elected representation? Why would you want to interfere with the general guidance of a civilized society? Are you civilized? You got a hell of a bedside manner, you know? All this fucking voter... Uh, mail-in mail-in ballot fraud, fucking all this contempt of due process, you know, like, I don't know what to think. Like, whatever side you, you sit on, don't the polls close the night of the polls? And, well, I guess the, the polls... Well, even that's kind of contested. The whole thing's just a fucking mess. There's something off we squooey going on around here. It's a fucking mess. Because it's like, what, what do you even believe? What can you believe at this point in the U.S.? No matter what side you sit on, you know? Like, the benefit of the doubt is this. The people choose. So whatever the people choose should be fine. You know? Whatever the people choose should be fine. And you have to live with that and move forward as a civil nation. And as their neighbors, Canada, we got to accept the wishes of the people. You know, I, 
I wish them all the best. I don't particularly personally have a view on who should or shouldn't. That's not exactly true. I personally think Trump is the better vote. Duh. Everything that he uh, espouses, exclaims, everything he portrays is in the name of normalcy. (laughs) Okay, we got to get the economy up again, all right? Don't live in fear of COVID-19, okay? There's no room for prejudice under a free democracy. He's basically like, yo, people, smoke them if you got them. Yo, like you are free to be yourself. That's basically what he's saying. And he's trying to bring business to the country, manufacturing jobs. He's, he's brokered peace amongst nations. You know, we're not beef. They're not, USA is not beefing with Russia. You know, they're not beefing with North, Amer- uh, North Korea. You know, these nuclear arms strong nations so it's like he's brokering peace he's trying to bring back jobs the economy was apparently at the best it's ever been in america he's the obvious better choice and not because i disagree with liberal identity not because i disagree with socialism Not because I disagree with, you know, an empathy for the needs of more vulnerable communities, you know. It's because it goes against the basic human nature. We live in a world of cynicism, motivated by self-interest. They don't care about you. Politicians don't care about you. (laughs) They care about their vote. They care about getting elected and the power that comes with that. And they will do or say whatever to get your vote. But when it comes down to it, it's your life. (laughs) What are they going to do for you? Nobody's going to do anything for you. That's human nature. Nobody's interested in you. They're interested in themselves. Duh. We got to invest in people. Okay, we need to invest in people. Really? Maybe we should just invest in a fucking Ukrainian energy commission company. That seems to make money pretty easily. I mean, great business model. I'm just going to create a Ukrainian energy company. Don't need to know nothing. Don't need to do nothing. I'd rather have that. You can invest in people. Let me invest in Ukraine. How about that? (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) They're not doing anything for you. You have to do it for yourself. And that's the truth. It's not because we dislike people or we dishonor people or we don't want to help people. It's like the basic human common sense. And to do unto others as you will have done unto yourself, that's the best way to go, right? It's like, yo, just let's have some social awareness. 
Let's have some empathy for the things that we can do. I mean, we have the power to... This is a slippery slope. Because, yes, we do have a duty, I believe, as like enlightened beings, human beings. We can think, we can see, we can have empathy for a fellow uh, man. But it's like not into the point in which it holds back the rest of society. You can't hold people's hands forever. You can't have training wheels on forever. You've got to grow up at some point, right? Universal health care, that's a very important issue. I mean, we do have a... Why not provide the best health care to everybody possible? The best health care possible. And why not do it in a way in which the, the people that provide these services get the enrichment they deserve. Just because, like, when I say, like, what, what people generally need is a feeling of recognition and appreciation. So, you know, we have all these healthcare professionals, and why should they subsidize their services? Or why should these services be given away? Well, elected representation. If we elect these policies and beliefs and regulations and systems within the governing body of the society we live in, even though I'm a Canadian, I'm, I don't live in America, but like, if it's elected representation, sure, okay, yeah. If the people need universal health care and they, they want to stand up that way, then yeah, let it happen. But why? that doesn't mean that these health professionals and people that provide these services can't get that fucking, you know, that fucking cherry on top. You know, let them make their money. Let them have the social position that comes with a job well done. I'm not saying just strip it away and say, you know, it's a socialist society where everything is equally distributed distributed, and there's no, um, there's no man over another man and there's no, you know, there's no hierarchy everybody's equal like that's horseshit some people work harder and are smarter than others duh all right some people are worth more they just are so it's like okay yeah you you provide these universal healthcare avenues fucking throw them a couple fucking you know a couple escorts or you know i guess it goes against uh a health professional but you know snort your coke fuck your hookers whatever make your millions buy your mansion who gives a shit all right Let's just get the care to the people. Let's get the money to the people. And let's let business do business. You know? You tax these motherfuckers over the head, the jobs go out the window. Bye. It was nice having a job. Send your send my job to China, you know? Right now, my job's getting done by some fucking Wuhan bat, you know? You know, some Wuhan bat right now is making fucking, you know, he's, he's fucking doing my warehouse job right now. Flapping his fucking wings and living on, living high on the hog, flash, flapping his wings. And, you know, it was his fault that COVID-19 existed to begin with. They outsourced my job to some Wuhan bat. That's what happens when you fucking take away um, business incentive within a country. The jobs go away. 
That's common sense. So it's like, yeah, there's room. There's, And we're at each other's throats so hard that we can never really see these things. Why isn't there room for business to thrive? Why isn't there room for um, some social interaction, some social advocacy for people in need of certain services, whether it be health services or, you know, yeah. Because I don't believe in just throwing money at funding, like, you know, for example, like, um, oh, just fund this and fund that and throw money at it. That's the answer. Like, it's not, you know, but what, but what we do need is empathy and a level playing field. And that, that all starts with um, stronger communities, stronger infrastructure, and obviously stronger family units. You know? The more I talk on this, the more I see what's really at stake in the, in the broadness of this whole discussion but it's strange it's like there just never seems that there's a a voice of a reason a middle ground it's like <laughs> like the main things that i find turbulent between you know uh you know left and right you know, the things I find turbulent, it's like, okay, business. Conservatives are always on and on about business. We need business incentive. And there's always a pushback. Why should we ingratiate these bloated CEOs? Why should they be living high on the hog while the everyday man and woman is slugging it out at some fucking some fucking labor camp, you know? Why are they making millions and billions off our fucking sweat and brow, right? It's like, okay, look. Putting together a successful business, putting together a successful business is a hard thing to do. Not any old swinging dick can do it. Not any old flapping vagina can do it. It's a hard thing to do. Create a successful business. That's hard, all right? So there should be incentives for the people that take that due diligence, that entrepreneurial spirit that foresight to create a company that produces great products for the consumer and jobs for the general public duh there should be incentive for them to make that money that's what makes us that's what makes a economy thrive that's what gets the products and the and the and the needs to the people, you know, I need toilet paper. I don't want to wipe my ass with fucking gravel. Every time I got to wipe my ass, I got to go out into the fucking parking lot and pick up a handful of gravel and fucking wipe my ass. Fucking blood and shit and piss up my fucking butt crack, you know? No, I want toilet paper. Somebody's got to produce it, right? I want um, fashionable clothing from time to time. I don't fucking live by it. But it's nice to have a pair of fashionable sneakers. It's nice to have a pair of 
fashionable jeans. Some dummy's got to create it, right? Why shouldn't they make a little bit of money off of that? And I get a good product. People are employed to make the product. And the people that facilitate the business, they make their money. Who's against that? Right? But no, they want to tax these companies up to fucking yin-yang, up to fucking wazoo. Then they pull out. They, they, they take their business manufacturing to a different country. Duh. You, you have to have tax breaks to an extent, incentives, for the heads of business to keep their business within a country. Right? And they should be well rewarded for the business they create. And in doing so, there can be something known as fair capitalism. There's many words for it, but the idea, fair capitalism. All right, you make your fucking money, cool. And as an employee, if I am dutiful and I show up and I produce and I meet the obligations of my job, then I too should equally be rewarded then I can take that money and do what I like. Put it into my family. Put it into investment. Maybe create my own business. Burn it in a fucking trash pile. Whatever. It's my fucking money. You know? That's the freedom of a democracy. And that's what makes an economy fucking thrive. Duh. So it's like sometimes when people be bitching about, you know, these conservative ideas where it's like oh all these fat fucking ceos high on the hog it's like yo like business manufacturing like a a healthy strong company is an asset to a country you don't want that job going somewhere else why would you want to push that company out of your country you know you want them in the country adding to the country not off somewhere enriching another country Right? But then it's like, well, what about social reform? What about health care? What about um, disenfranchised communities? What about, um, you know, social legislation that favors one group over the other? What about gay rights? What about trans rights? What about Black Lives Matter? What about, um, you know, feminism? Yes, they're all important issues. Unfortunately, the truth remains, nobody cares. Nobody really cares. You know, at a glance, you know, what am I? At a glance, what am I? I'm a black entertainer. So, you know, at a glance, it might seem that, you know, I care about the things a black entertainer would, you know? Equal access to the alleged equal opportunity of show business, you know, um, uh, equal opportunity uh, for my showcasing of my talent, blah, 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 which I'm not even really interested in. I, I pretty much believe that hard work, you know, pretty much conquers all. I mean, you you pretty much have to bust your ass at whatever you do if you want to make a buck, if you want to turn a lousy buck in this godforsaken world you gotta bust your hump right so i don't really believe in any whatever and also too the problem with when you start playing these games of like um what do they call it um affirmative action 
you know? Put the black guy in the job. He deserves a break, you know? His poor black ass has been bent over a fucking, you know, field plow, picking cotton for the last fucking 400 years, you know? Give his black ass a little hand-me-out. Affirmative action. Well, what that does is it breeds resentment. Yeah, it's good if you're that fucking... Ah, ah, I'm that cheat, you know, that there's, you know, like, look at me, look at the way I talk. Do I look like somebody a fucking employer wants to hire? <laughs> Do I sound like somebody that, oh, sure, we'll hire you? No, I'm disgruntled, opinionated, honest, real, talented. There's no room for that in show business. They want some fucking yes man, you know, just some cheesy, dorky, goofball, fucking, you know, cookie cutter type brother, you know, that they can put into a fucking Nike commercial or, you know, oh, we're going to make a, you know, we're going to make a dance movie and, you know, we need the young urban, like whatever, just some cheesy goofball, cornball fucking yes man. That's what they want, a fucking yes man. I ain't no fucking yes man. (laughs) And um, not that I'm bitter about it. You know, but uh, that's what I mean. It's like affirmative action, it breeds resentment and perhaps rightfully so. You know, like what I saw happen was like during the whole like um, hashtag Oscar so white during that whole movement. What I saw happen was like there was a overall resentment. Like I said, if you're like one of these, like, you got the beautiful, straight smile. Look at my fucking smile for crying out loud. I'm an actor for crying out loud. Look at these chompers. Take a good gander at these chompers. You think these chompers are going to be next to Jennifer Lawrence anytime soon? Look at these fucking crooked chompers. These fucking fucking fangs of mine. It's, it's an aesthetic fucking shallow fake industry. So that's what it's been built on. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, that's why I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm I'm successful for myself. I'm glad to do what I do. But it's like, that's the reality of the business. There's realities. There's certain, there's certain aesthetic value, certain values that a producer or production house want for their money it's their money it's their business so when affirmative action comes around it's like okay well you got to jump through all these damn hoops and if you don't well you're out the door and now you're standing next to a bunch of disgruntled people that you know oh look at the black community getting these jobs in the in the in the film industry and here i am an asian man or a, a white man or whatever you know, a white woman, and I'm not getting jobs, and this black guy's getting jobs. It breeds resentment. It doesn't breed this, oh, unity. <laughs> oh, great. Everybody gets a job. Are you fucking kidding me? It's the same horse shit packaged with a fake smile, and you're still out on the fucking pavement. You know? Singing for your supper. You know? It's a bunch of hogwash. Nobody cares. 
So that's what the thing is with like these social reforms, where it's like the reality is like, who gives a fuck about feminism? Feminists. Who gives a fuck about gay rights? Gay lords. Who gives a fuck about um, disability people? Fucking cripples, you know? You name it, you got it. You know, if you fucking smoke them, if you got them, buddy, nobody cares. <laughs> now, granted, on a more human approach, most people have empathy. Most people have empathy. Yeah, I understand. You got problems. Unfortunately, I have problems too, but I understand. You got problems. Most people have empathy. And that's that gray area where I have, where it's like, okay, well, yeah, we live in a cynical world motivated by self-interest, and basically you got to bust your ass if you want to turn a lousy buck. But for crying out loud, like, there are things that we can do as enlightened beings, isn't there? Isn't there a little bit more of a way, a little bit more compassion we can show? Definitely. Right? Universal health care. There should be, in such a bountiful world that we have, a way to give health care to the needy, the people that need it, while appreciating the people that provide that service. Our collective, our collective resources. I mean, we pay taxes to a certain extent, don't we? We have to if we want to maintain infrastructure, highways, basic things like that, a basic societal upkeep. That's a part of it. Health, right? So, of course, isn't there a way to take care of the vulnerable while appreciating the people that provide those services? Same thing with like um, social issues, social issues. You know, we got a bunch of people wanting a voice. And, yo, we can't, I don't know what we can or can't do, you know. We live in an amazing time. Like, I'm speaking to you on the internet. This is hocus pocus. This is so fucking strange. This is going to be out to anybody to see on the internet. How the fuck does that work? You know what I mean? Like, technology. It's pretty fucking fantastic. So it's like we do live in a time of innovation and the possibilities are endless. But how do you make everybody happy? How do you make everybody happy? So isn't it just better to, on some senses, okay, some things are just clear, like, okay, health reform and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, is a general basic income that fucking big of a deal? Like, I mean, think about it. Like I said, of course, the heads of these bit, the heads of these companies, these CEOs, these entrepreneurs that create companies, of course, they should be well rewarded for their contribution. I mean, if you like, think about it, Amazon for crying out loud. You know, love them or hate them, think of what they've created. They've created a way for business to be done online, products to be shipped around the world, providing um, access to 
products that are needed and wanted on a global basis while also providing global jobs. Should, should Jeff Bezos not be rewarded gratefully for that? Should he not? Should he not be a billionaire? Well, isn't he like half a billionaire now because his wife took him to court? <laughs> but, you know, shouldn't the Bezoses be well uh, accommodated for what they do? But does that mean that everybody has to be living in squalor? You know, fighting just to rub two cents together? It would alleviate a lot of pain and suffering if people, if it was just like a basic deal where it's like, okay, yo, if you show up every day to work, your needs will be met. If you want anything above that, if you want that glitz and glam, if you want that prime time, if you want to be rolling up in a Lamborghini, you're going to have to work a little harder than that. But if you agree to show up to a entry-level job, a basic job, an essential job, if you agree to show up to that every day, then you are serving your community. You are serving your country. You are serving the greater good by helping to keep this business in motion. And you should be well accommodated for that as well. And there just seems to be no middle ground for any of this. And that's what we're seeing right now with this whole presidential election in the United States of America 2020. Here we are, November 6th, 2020, and we still don't know who was the president of the United States. And there just seems to be a disconnect for like truth and the honesty of the situation and what's truly good for the people in a in an elected representation democracy. Like, yo, the people speak. Let it be spoken. Hallelujah. More to come. Oh, hell, I don't know. I don't got a crystal ball here. I got a glass of water, though. You know, Let me look into my crystal glass of water. Well, it's cubic zirconium. Or what is this? It's some cheap fucking dollar store glass. Look, let me look into my dollar store glass of water. See what's going on in the world of politics. United States of America. Oh, hell, I don't know. But you know what I'm doing moving forward in my life, in my career? Um, moving towards post-pandemic. I'm starting to see how... I guess really the basic fight between the left, sorry, rather the uh, the left and the right, the basic fight is like, you know, it's one of like, it's basically like economy versus social reform. It's the basic fight, it seems, right? 
How do you make money if, if you care about people? <laughs> There's no money in the cure, right? Is there money in a cure for anything? No, the money's in a is in disinterest. <laughs> the less you care, the less you make. Rather, the less you care, the more you make. The glass half empty is the glass half full. I don't know. You fucking decide. What I'm seeing myself moving towards, which I hope is relatable across industry, is like, I understand that good help is hard to find. That is something that I'm, that I'm keeping in mind as I move forward with my, my business endeavors, as I move forward with my life. Good help is hard to find. It's hard to find that level-headed person. It's hard to find that good employee. It's hard to find that, that, that spouse that sees eye to eye with you and wants to work for the better. We're all in conflict. We're all in... Well, I mean, I don't know what we all are, aren't doing. I'm, today I'm, at, I'm in more peace than I've ever been, but generally speaking... I see that there is like a, a a battle in human nature, you know? And good help is so hard to find. Like for what I do as a performer, ideally, it would be nice to network with people, you know? You rub my back. I scratch your back, you scratch my butt, and I take a whiff of yours or whatever the saying is, I don't know. It's good help is hard to find. You know, most people, unfortunately, even when you pay them, even when you pay them, they're just thinking of themselves. You know, like, in order to do what I do as an actor, there's little things that come up. Photo shoots, you know, you got to get headshots, you know, that you got to drum that money up out of your own back pocket, you know, headshots, um, production value for the show, the podcast here, JR the P. Every now and then you have to hire somebody for like, I don't know, some graphic design work or, a, you know, like a photographer, a photo shoot, or if you want to book a venue to perform in, you know, like you, you got to deal with the venue, you know, or like. Booking talent, you know, like I deal with people that are kind of like on my level, up and comers. I don't got, well, it's not like I need to anyways, but it's, you know, I'm dealing with people in the same position, up and comers. And when you're dealing with these people, an overwhelming sentiment is self-absorption. I fell victim to that in my earlier days in my earlier career, in my earlier performing life. It's easy to be arrogant, self-absorbed, caught up with oneself, especially when you're younger, right? I'm a young man today, coming out of my youth of like 19 to 29, that's considered youth. Coming out of youth, I made all those mistakes, young, arrogant, self-absorbed, 
lacking in um, networking skills, social skills, building, community, working with others, moving as one, strength in numbers. No, it's all about me. Ah, Jonathan Ramtram, the performer. Yeah, right? I made those mistakes. Coming out of that, I have corrected them. I'm open to networking. I'm open to appreciating another performer or appreciating another business person and trying to work together in order to make something. Teamwork makes the dream work. It blows my mind how good help is hard to find. Every time you meet people, not every time, but a lot of my interactions with people have been just so negative. And that's me judging them. But it's just like some people are just so blinded by what they want. I've had like photographers where it's like, you, you book them for a gig to like, you know, do a photo shoot for you and you're paying them good money and, you, you know, you're cutting them, you know, you're not lording over them. It's like, I'm paying you the price you want. I'm being respectful to you. I'm not lording over you. I'm not nitpicking it, not henpecking you to death, but yet it's all about them and how, what they need and what they want and it's just like, can't you just take a step back and focus on serving me? The client, the person paying you, like, what about, like, I hate to be selfish here, but I am paying for your service. Can you focus on me for a moment here and listen to what my needs are? I mean, I know I'm being a little selfish, but I am paying you at the end of the day for your alleged service. I mean, you advertise that you do a certain service and I hired you for it. I don't, I hope I'm not stepping out of my lane here by asking you to, um, I don't know, consider doing your job with a smidge less entitlement, arrogance, and self-importance? Just a smidge? Like, could you? Would it kill you? Good help is hard to find. So, as I'm aware of that today, I hope that's relatable to anybody out there. And the strength that can come from self-realization and self-belief, self-starter. God, do it for yourself. And you do meet the good people. The good people will come. Sometimes, I think with me, I, I think it just hasn't been my first instinct to be um, uh, open. Yeah, it, it hasn't been my first instinct to be open-minded, to open myself for opportunity and to appreciate others. As I said, I had a very arrogant past. past. You know, recovering alcoholic. You know, I was drunk around the clock, smoking joints, chain-smoking cigarettes. Oh, it's a fucking mess, right? So, you know, I got that track record. So I don't have a history of enlightenment, openness. So I think as I have made a lot of progress, I think I'm still reeling from some of the echoes 
a very self-centered past. So moving forward, though, I'm very much keeping that in mind, how good help is hard to find, how to appreciate and work with others, how not to impose upon people and expect things out of people. Rather, grab the reins, take control, and do what I can in a healthy, productive, and socially aware manner. Now I'll tell the fucking odd gay joke, black joke, fucking Chinese Jew joke, feminist whining, fucking dumbass cripple joke. Like, knock it off. Like, I'm not a PC type of warrior, social justice fucking wet blanket. But socially aware in the sense that, hey, like, respectful of people. Respectful and listening. You know, doesn't mean I'm going to get walked all over, but, you know, more socially aware. And it's so hard to do. And if you don't believe me, take a look at the United States right now. That's what that whole thing is. A bunch of people unwilling to work together. It shouldn't be this big, unprecedented time in the history of whatever. Oh, whoopsie doodle. Oh, in the history of the country, you know, we've had 45 presidents, yet for some reason this election, we don't know who the president is. And everybody's fighting and blaming and squawking and bitching and whining and bellyaching. Something so simple as in a democracy we have elected representation. It is the voice of the people and we work together for harmony. That's fucking lost. It's all like uh, partisan politic and um, social groups, social demographics, gender demographics, racial demographics. Physicality demographics. Everybody's separate. Nobody's together. It's boring. It's boring to live in. I'm bored stiff. Aren't you? Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Do you have any questions, queries, or qualms? Any insights into this situation? Um, You know... I'm just waiting for this new cycle to finally come to a conclusion because then, I mean, even when that, I mean, this could go on, it's going to be a while. I kind of knew this would happen, but not to this extent. I kind of knew, like, I was like, okay, coming into the election, I'm thinking to myself, okay, COVID-19 has been used as a politicized weapon to disrupt global economies and incite fear in every living soul on planet Earth. So once the major um, economy of the world, the United States, gets their president in line, whoever it is, you know, once that's settled, this whole inflamed news cycle will eventually wither away to dust, Wuhan bat dust, you know? It's a phony. It's a complete sham. COVID-19 ain't fucking the boogeyman, all right? 
people who are elderly, in poor health, overweight, and generally don't take care of themselves are more susceptible to it. It's a sad reality, but it's reality, right? Well, as much as reality as I can muster. You know, sometimes I think I live in a computer-generated simulation. But anyway, like, it's as much reality as I can muster, right? As we can all muster, if you like mustard. So that's just the situation. And I figured, okay, once that gets all squared away, goodbye COVID. We can go back to living as normal because it's all just a fucking game. You know, it's been used as a politicized weapon. And um, once that gets all squared off, then we can just go back to normal. It'll just fade out of the news cycle. Well, that's just been gone out the window. Who knows when this thing's going to end? You know, who knows? I, fi- I, I kind of guessed, like, okay, I'm going to wake up Wednesday morning. And they're probably, they'll probably have a... I knew it wasn't going to be announced the night of, Tuesday night of the election. I knew it wasn't going to be announced, but I figured, okay, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon. Here we are, Friday, November 6th, 2020. What is that, like two days, two and a half days since the election, and we still don't know who the President of the United States is? Who knows how long this thing is going to drone on for? And it's really, it's really unsettling, actually, because the more I speak about it, the more I see, like, one of the leaders of the world, the United States, it seems as if, and I don't know if I'm being melodramatic here, but it seems as if, for the moment, they don't even believe in democracy. It's like they don't believe in cooperation. They don't believe in peace. They don't believe in calm. They don't believe in like a calm state of mind. There's all this uproar, clashing, needless violence, aggression, fear. And what is needed, what isn't needed. Oh, hell, I don't know. But it's like a little much, isn't it? A little extra. So now they don't even believe in democracy. It shouldn't be this... What happened? It's an election. Elections are held all the time. We just had an election in Canada. Water off a duck's ass. Quack. You know, you count the ballots and... Does corruption happen? Doesn't corruption happen? Oh, hell, I don't know. But don't we believe in democracy? So, I don't know. My hope was for the president to be announced, whoever it was. In the sake of normalcy, I kind of thought Trump was the better choice, you know? Okay, let me tell you something about COVID-19. I saved thousands of lives, okay? Which he did, didn't he? He banned international travel between China took those steps, those procedures, and he was leading from a sense of strength, you know? He wasn't trying to incite fear into the public, trying to get people back to work, earning an income, which they need in order for society to thrive. Whereas Biden, hey, there ain't nothing wrong with having a sense of empathy 
and understanding for your fellow human. But it's such an underhanded way, such a phony, fake way, how I see it. And also disingenuous. Didn't he call black people um, super predators? Hasn't he flip-flopped and flandered and um, uh, plagiarized every fucking step of his um, career? Thus far, eh, granted, Trump's a bit of a windbag, babbling brook. And, uh, you know, they're all filthy. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. That's kind of what what's going on. And where I sit today, November 6th, 2020, um... Moving towards post-pandemic, I think it's a global dialogue here. This has been a situation that has affected the global community, the world. So it is so important for us to move forward as a species going into post-pandemic. You know, let's work together. Let's not impose upon each other. Who said that? No one is free while others are oppressed. Who said that? It was like Mahatma Gandhi or Forrest Gump or something. Somebody somebody said that. No one's free when others are oppressed. All right? So it's like, okay... That's cool. And the best way to ensure that is across the board. Cooperation and a lack of imposing. Different strokes for different folks. And so on and so on and scooby dooby dooby. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent November 6th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Yeah, <clears throat> who's the president? What thing about music when you hit or feel no pain? Why about sit around your brain? I know better than that. That's game. And we know better than that. Better than that. It's bigger than hip hop. Dead Prez? Is the presidential office dead in general? Is it a dead fucking institution? Who's the president of the United States right now? I literally don't know. Do you? Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Questions, queries, or qualms, insights into this whole situation. And, you know, your thoughts on a better world moving into post-pandemic. Please do. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Again, I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. You know, if you're enjoying the show, you're getting some value out of it, please help my black ass out for crying out loud. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. Till next time, you live it, you love it, you realize it. A height. Peace.